Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey. Now, Saturday, November the 5th, Ian Cameron, uh, Alex B. Smith, hoping to be alongside momentarily. Internet issues, they happen. Uh, obviously, timing not great, but it is what it is. Alex will be hopefully with us in a few minutes uh, to break down this massive, and it is massive, uh, this Saturday NHL card. 14 games, including four matinee afternoon games here on the slate today uh let's get things going we will start with uh the new york islanders taking on the detroit red wings uh the islanders right now minus 135 to minus 140 road favorites uh the total uh currently six uh, across the board uh in this game uh when you look at this matchup here the islanders playing some good hockey it's been a nice week uh for the new york islanders no question about that uh, they played some uh, good hockey during the course of the week, trying to keep it going here. They're now seven and four on the season. They've won five in a row uh, against the Rangers, uh, the uh, Hurricanes, the Avalanche, the Blackhawks, the Blues. You know, So they've had some good wins in the mix, too. So it's been a nice run for the Islanders. They put it together nicely. Detroit uh, bouncing back from a rough game against Buffalo, uh, losing eight to three. And boy, they bounced back strong. They got the uh, job done against the uh, Detroit, uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals uh, in their last game, a score of three to one. And I was on Detroit uh, in that game. We'll see if they can uh, make it two in a row here at home. I, I have It has to be said with the Islanders with them uh, playing good hockey, no question about that on a great run. But this is the end of this little road trip for them through uh, that they've had through Chicago, through St. Louis, and then through uh, Detroit today. They return home to face the uh, Calgary Flames uh, on Monday. It's not the best spot necessarily for the Islanders. And again, my number on this game had it closer to minus 120, minus 125. I have a small play on Detroit. I do. I, you know I'm higher on Detroit than the markets. And uh, there's definitely every single Detroit game. Uh, it feels like I've got the price on Detroit uh, a little bit uh, lower than it is. And that provides value for me to take Detroit. Uh, obviously, it's hard to step in front of the Islanders right now with the way they're playing. But like I said, this is the end of the road swing for them. We'll see if they can uh, finish it off with another win. They very well could. I mean, I like the fact that they're doing it really at both ends of the ice. They've gotten the goaltending. I think their offense has improved quite a bit. It's not the uh, Barry Trotz days, especially of late. They've gone three of the last four over the total, scoring six, five, three, and five. Uh, in their last four games doing quite well. So uh, no no doubt it's not going to be easy game for Detroit, but I have a small bet on them because I think the price is a little bit better than I had it on the Red Wings and uh, plus 120 uh, for them in this game. As far as the injuries go, nothing new for Detroit. The guys that have been out for a while, like Sunquist Juices uh, and Todd, and not Todd Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi, dating myself, Tyler Bertuzzi uh, on IR, nothing changes there. I like what I've seen out of Billy Huso. I've got to assume he's back in net today. He's been terrific the last two games. That's one other reason why I think Detroit, if we get Huso in net, has a shot today. He's given up just one goal in each of his last two starts, both of them victories against uh, the uh, Minnesota Wild and against the Washington Capitals. Uh, so it's been an impressive couple of starts in a row for him. So we'll see how this one plays out. But based on the price and where I had it 
Uh, I have a small play on Detroit here in this one. All right, let's go to Finland. Back to Finland, where we have, for the second day in a row, uh, the Colorado Avalanche taking on the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, over in Tampere, uh, Finland. Uh, we've got uh, Colorado here, about minus 260 uh, favorites uh, in this one. The total uh, currently six and a half across the board. I'm back on the over again here, just like I was yesterday. Uh, it just feels like the Columbus Blue Jackets can't stop anybody uh, from scoring right now. Uh, that continues to be a massive problem uh, for them at the moment. Uh, just unable to defend, uh, unable to get saves consistently from their goaltenders. Although making a season de debut today, uh, in net for the uh, Blue Jackets is Jonas Corposalo, the native son, if you will, uh, back home uh, in his uh, home country of Finland. Uh, he'll be fired up, certainly, uh, to get this start uh, in front of uh, his uh, country's faithful, if you will, uh, against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we'll see how he fares here uh, this season because, you know, he hasn't started yet. He's been out for a long period of time. You know, he's definitely going to be amped up to have a good game. That's, I guess, the one concern you'd have is that Columbus has given up all these grade-A scoring chances, which they seem to do game in and game out. And Jonas Corposalo is just so amped up to play this game. He plays, you know, like he plays crazy good, you know, over his head good, which he could uh, possibly do here. He's certainly going to be uh, very, very uh, motivated and amped up to play well here in his home country of Finland. But the fact remains, he's coming off off-season hip surgery. You know, he missed the first month of the season recovering from that. It's not an easy injury for a goaltender to recover from in terms of having your quickness in the net, in terms of having your mobility. Uh, so he's got to show how sharp he is in his first start in, in a very long time. And then you look at his numbers last year, they just weren't good. Uh, 4.15 goals against average and an 877 save percentage. Again, the numbers for Corpusalo last year weren't good. A product of that was, again, this Blue Jackets team, which to me hasn't improved at all defensively from where they were last year. And that's got to be something that you got to point the finger a little bit at uh, Brad Larson. You know, we have not seen improvement defensively in this hockey team since he's been there. So yeah, he'll be fired up, but you're still facing this just, uh, you know, very, very explosive, dangerous Colorado offense. I I've still got to look at this game, having some goals scored in it. Uh, again, Corpus and net for them. You would think Pavel Francouz will get the start for Colorado after they gave yesterday's game to uh, Alexander Georgiev. Uh, give him a, a rest. Uh, you would think that on paper it'll be a Francois start. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm firmly of the belief that that's what we're going to see here in this game uh, is uh, Francois in net. And Francois this season for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, he's been he's been okay. I don't think he can say he's been great. 3.07 goals against average and an 8.98 save percentage for him entering this game. The one thing Columbus in on paper should have you know, his offense and an ability to put the puck in the net hasn't always been that way, but they were able uh, to score some goals and have some success uh, offensively uh, against Colorado yesterday. So when I look at this game, I think we're going to just see stick to goals. There's a lot of the goal score props that I mentioned on the show yesterday that I like once again. Like I said, with these players like Lyonnais and Lekkonen and Rantanen, who had the hat trick, of course, in yesterday's game, it's never a bad idea to look at them to have a big impact on the game. They're, they're obviously beyond excited to be playing in their home country. They don't get, the, especially in an NHL game, uh, they don't get that kind of opportunity uh, very often. So, you know, I would expect them certainly to be revved up to play a good game here uh, in this one. So 
A lot of goal props here that I like. Comfort, you know, like I said, moved up to the second line and he scored a goal. Y'all, I always look for the bargain bin with these players moving up the lineup, and we have that uh, in this game with uh, or yesterday with Comfort. We'll see if he stays in that second line center spot uh, for this game today. But if he does, he's probably worth another look too in terms of his goal scorer prop. Uh, Columbus, uh, Nick Blankenberg yesterday made a surprising debut and played on the top pair. He shoots the puck a lot. You know, it's not crazy to take a huge, big plus price shot on him to score a goal, even for Columbus. And it looks like in terms of their lines, they're putting Liam Foody uh, on the uh, second line today. 22-year-old, he hasn't uh, scored a goal yet this year, only three assists uh, for the uh, Jackets uh, this year. But he's going to get, again, more ice time. And it looks like the plan is to move him up to the second line uh, today, playing alongside Jack Roslovic and Gustav Nyquist. So, Again, in one of those bargain bin prop situations, I try to take advantage of. So maybe a Liam Foodie look for Columbus now moving up to the second line. And as I said, I like over six and a half. Once again, just like I liked it yesterday in the game in Finland with these two teams. It looks like we got Alex uh, back. Hallelujah. The internet <laughs> hanging in there at least for a little bit. Alex, uh, what do you think here, Colorado, Columbus? This one I'm probably going to pass like I did yesterday. A great call on the over. I mean, it was a complete back and forth uh, debacle. And also the Finnish players chipping in with goals. We saw the the hat trick from Rantanen to Line get on the board. Now Jonas Corposalo making his season debut uh, back in his native country. That's got to feel really good. Not only to just get back from, from injury, but to have that you know, super rare opportunity, obviously, for these guys to, to have, a, you know, their first game being be back uh, in, in the native country. So, you know, you wonder if he might step up and actually play a little well and we might see some uh, some solid uh, goaltending from him. But it's always shaky when you're talking about coming off of an injury as well. So this would be one, uh, you know, try to tune in and catch a little bit while we're on the air, but uh, probably won't have a play in I was going to say, if we're still on the air at 2 p.m. Eastern time, then the show's too damn long. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, we will be on the air still for the Islander-Red Wing game. Which, speaking of the Islander-Red Wing game, I'm, I talked about it before you joined us. Do you like anything there? No, nothing in that game. Nothing in that game. All right, we'll move on to the third of the four afternoon games. Chicago Blackhawks, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg minus 230, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I assume you're asking MDR24 in our chat. First period, both teams to score plus 155, the Colorado game. I wouldn't talk you out of it. I don't know if I'll bet it, but I wouldn't talk you out of it. That's that might be sure. the best look of it in, in my eyes. I, I could definitely see that being. If, if there's going, and if they're going to get to Corpusalo, if he's not on his game, you want to test him early with a bunch of shots. So that might be a solid look. And again, a guy that hasn't played a game in forever, off-season off hip surgery, and that's a yeah. painful injury for a goalie. Yeah. Tough to rehab yeah. from that. So, yeah, we don't know if Corpus Allo is going to – like, I, I understand he's going to be – whatever best, you know, effort you're going to get out of him, you probably will because he's so excited to play in Finland in his home country. But and that he, doesn't mean he's, he's going to play good. And one thing to kind of circle and note with the fact that he's coming back basically cold, he hasn't had any kind of, of, of rehab time as far as games played, do you think that we see him play this game because of the fact that it's in Finland, it's his home country, and that when they come back to the, to, to the U.S., that we might see him possibly do a stint in the AHL? And, you know, if, unless he looks great, you know, if he's if he's looking a little bit off, do you think we might see him get like some conditioning time down in the AHL and then come back? Because that that is, like I said, a hip injury for a goalie. That's something that you want to you know have a lot of reps with, not just practice, but game reps. And to, to kind of throw him in this mix, obviously, like I said, it's a special situation. Maybe that's something to look at, too, for with Columbus moving forward. It is. It's You're right. That's an excellent point. How are they going to divvy up uh, the starts? 
Prokorpus Sala when they get back to North America, especially when you factor in that Merzlikens is clearly not himself and not right. playing well. And uh, Tarasov right. looked decent when he was yeah. up. So, yep. Yeah. Questions for Brad Larson. That's, that's why Brad Larson gets paid the big bucks, not me. Uh, answer those <laughs> questions. Uh, Chicago and Winnipeg. Winnipeg minus 230 home favorites. I'm just an idiot with an opinion. Uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, Look, I, I know people raved about Arvid Soderblom in the L.A., and he played great. 32 saves on 33 shots. No question. He played a great game, but L.A. didn't pepper him with the most quality of shots, if you ask me. It was kind of a lethargic pedestrian. Uh, we're tired on this road trip kind of spot for L.A. That's what that looked like to me. Fatigue set in a little bit. I don't think you got their best game. Let's see how he fares here now, going on the road, playing a Winnipeg Jets team, playing with some confidence right now. Uh, you know, and I think what's dangerous for Soderblom and the Blackhawks defensively is Cal Connor had been snake bit all season. We know this guy can light it up and he has had a million chances and the puck wasn't going in for him. Well, he gets the overtime winner to beat Montreal the other night. And you wonder if the floodgates start to open for Kyle Connor moving forward for the Winnipeg Jets. I think he's probably worth a goal prop and he's not the bargain bin price that I like, but I think I like these bona fide goal scorers that are. You know, we know that they're good. I know it's only plus like 110, plus 120 with his goal prop. It's not the value I like, but I would still take it because I think this guy goes on a bit of a run now after getting that overtime winning goal against uh, Montreal. And I need to see it more from Chicago and from Soderblom and that he's been confirmed, by the way, as the starting goalie. Uh, not confirmed yet for Winnipeg, who will be in net. You assume Connor Hallibuck, uh, but thought, you know, Hallibuck it is. for both games, Bill. No. Yeah, it will be Hellebuck here for the uh, Jets. I was going to say, but if it is Big Civ Dave, you know, it'd be, I'd be interested in an over. I still lean to the over, but I'm going to focus more on the Winnipeg Jets uh, team total. I like team total over three and a half here for Winnipeg in this game. That's, I think, the best way to play it. Uh, you can get Winnipeg team total in this game at around minus 122 uh, at Pinnacle. So pretty good price on that. Uh, to ask them to get four goals here in this one. And we've got a great prop situation here involving Winnipeg. Sam Gagne, the old veteran, has moved up to the top line for today's game. Uh, Rick Bonus shaking things up along with Shifley and Connor. Sam Gagne up on that top line for the Winnipeg Jets. And plus 440 is out there for him to score a goal. Again, playing on the top line today with Shifley and Con Connor. So Gagne, I think, worth a look. And Gagne, believe it or not, has... Uh, for the Winnipeg Jets this year, three goals already. Not playing anywhere close to the top of the lineup like he will be today. And he's already scored three goals this year uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. So now he's up to the top line. I think it's, a, again, one of these great value situations that I look for with goal scorer player props. So uh, Sam Gagne, plus 440, moving on up to the first line for the Jets today in this game, I think worth a look. Uh, Alex, Chicago, Winnipeg. Yeah, this has uh, always been a house of horrors for the Hawks. They've lost seven of the last nine meetings in Winnipeg. Winnipeg has always played them tough. Ever since this franchise moved from Atlanta to Winnipeg, they've always played them tough. But one thing that has also happened ever since uh, the Jets have been reformed is Patrick Kane has always been lights out against the Jets. Uh, you know, 27 points uh, playing against them. And he's a guy who really needs to start getting going. We've seen Taves uh, play lights out, and, and he's done really well. Uh, Max Domi and the Tennessee have really chipped in uh, offensively. But Kane's been been a bit quiet, and, and it, it makes sense because he's been more of that playmaker role. He hasn't been the guy taking the bulk of shots like it was last year. It was him and Debrinket pretty much, uh, you know, in most games, it seemed like they accounted for two-thirds of the shots you saw on any given night. That's not the case now. He has a, he gets to distribute the puck a little bit more. 
and the pressure's off him a little bit. But I think we see him uh, fire at the net a little bit. So I'm taking a shot with him. over three and a half shots on goal, plus 110 uh, here. I, I lean with him getting a goal. But like I said, he's been kind of quiet in, in that department. I think at least you have a safer option with the shots. He should be able to get four or more. Uh, off whether they go past Hellebuck is a different story because, like I said, the Jets have dominated the Hawks. Hellebuck's numbers against Chicago have been great uh, as a result of that. So nothing on the side or total. Like I said I was, I was watching that thoroughly to see if it was going to be Riddick or, or Hellebuck in that. But Hellebuck, like I said, been confirmed he's going to play both games on the weekend. They said uh, so. It's just Patrick Kane goal uh, shots on goal over three and a half. So he play a lot. All right, looking the uh, shots on goal over for uh, Sir Patrick Kane, as uh, Alex likes to call him. All right, next up, we've got final of the afternoon games here. Dallas Stars, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Edmonton minus 155, home favorite, six and a half the total in this one. I'm expecting Edmonton to be ready to play and ready to play 60 minutes today uh, after what happened against New Jersey. Nobody was happy uh, about that. You had a 3-1 lead going into the third. And I think you give more, more credit to New Jersey and what they did rather than what Edmonton didn't do because the New Jersey Devils are playing great hockey right now. But still, to have a 3-2 lead even late in the game and then bang, two goals in less than 30 seconds, and all of a sudden a 3-2 Edmonton lead turns into a 4-3 New Jersey. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, Connor McDavid, very outspoken after the game, saying we just got to be sharper and better with our puck management and our and our attention to detail in the waning moments of a tight game like that. Uh, so I'd expect Edmonton to be ready to go, and I'm actually going to do something I don't do very often. That's lay a moderate price. I mean, if you want better value, you can go with Edmonton in regulation. I certainly wouldn't talk you out of that. But to me, this is a situation where I think this still could be a pretty comp competitive, close game. But I do like Edmonton to bounce back here uh, and get the win. I laid a buck fifty uh, with Edmonton here at um, Pinnacle, and uh, which is again right around my cutoff point. But I expect them to get the uh, job done here. Now Dallas is playing very well, no question. Seven and four start to the year. That being said, Jake Ottinger is out for the Dallas Stars and remains out for them, which means it's still Scott Wedgwood who is getting the uh, lion's share of the starts right now for them uh, heading into this game. And obviously it's a huge uh, loss, Ottinger. And not that Wedgwood isn't capable, but with the way Ottinger played last year in the playoffs early this season, there is a bit of a difference when you go from Jake Ottinger to Scott Wedgwood. I like Edmonton in this spot. Good spot play, good bounce back spot play. And I find you get Edmonton's best against better teams. You know, it's kind of predictable that, you know, against an Eastern Conference team, they kind of fell flat. But let's not forget they've, beaten St. Louis on the road. They've beaten Calgary last weekend in the Battle of Alberta. Uh, this is a team that I think today brings it here against a pretty solid Dallas team. So I like the Oilers here in this spot at minus 150. Alex, what do you think? Stars Oilers. Yeah, it's a it's a slight lean with them. I, I, I wanted to kind of take the draw in this game. I feel like Dallas in some of these afternoon games, they play it a little bit tight. Keep in mind, you have the issue where Wedgwood had to come in uh, in favor of Ottinger last in that last uh, day game they had with New York. New York just ran away with it, had a, a blistering pace basically in the span of three minutes, uh, took a 6-3 lead and never looked back. So they like said this, this is a good spot for Edmonton, but I feel like Dallas is just hard. I don't know, some of them with me that this is hard to bet against Dallas sometimes. And, and in one of these spots, like I said, I don't want to go with a, a regulation look on, on Edmonton because I feel like this could be a close enough game where it goes past 60. So it's more than likely going to be a pass on a big card like this. Wrong with that. Uh, looking at uh, passing here with uh, Dallas and Edmonton. Or the rest of the games are Saturday night, and we will start with Philadelphia and Ottawa. Uh, we've got the Senators here minus one eighty. Uh, home favorites six and a half the total. Oh, I forgot to mention in the uh, 
last game. Ryan Nugent Hopkins looking at that as a goal scorer prop once again uh, in this game tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Again, this guy moved up to the uh, top line, getting the opportunities uh, to uh, really contribute, and he's been better lately. So that is a prop that I would look at here uh, in this game. All right, Philly, Ottawa. It looks like it's going to be Cam Talbot uh, making his first regular season start tonight for Ed, uh, for Ottawa. Obviously, he came in for uh, in relief of uh, Anton Forsberg uh, the other night against Vegas. Uh, Talbot is confirmed as the uh, starter here, as we expected. So, uh, and he played well actually. He's what he allowed Ottawa to come back and make that a game against Vegas. Uh, when he entered the game, he kept the Golden Knights at bay pretty well. So uh, definitely he'll be excited making his first official start for his new team, the Ottawa Senators, after missing the first almost month uh, due to injury. Carter Hart confirmed in net for the uh, Flyers. Are the Flyers starting to play like the Flyers we thought they were? You know, the old Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. Uh, are the Flyers starting to look that way now? I mean, they've started to go in the uh, opposite direction, the direction I think many of us, myself included, expected coming into the season. They've lost three in a row, uh, losing to Carolina, the Islanders, and the Leafs uh, entering this game. Uh, again, the offense has been dormant. They've only scored five goals in the last three games combined. Uh, we figured scoring goals would be a bit of an issue this year for Philadelphia. Uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, spot here because you look at this game, and I can't get away from betting overs with Ottawa at home. I can't. And But Philly's having trouble scoring. Cam Talbot's back in net uh, for the Senators, which is, I think, a, still a bit of an upgrade from Forsberg. So that's what's given me some pause on the over, but I lean that way because uh, they just continue to be an over machine, Ottawa in general, and especially at home. You know, that game with Vegas. And, you know, Vegas is not exactly playing a lot of 5-4 games right now, Alex. And Ottawa drew them into that kind of game. So they're pulling these teams into these track meets and these up and down affairs back and forth. And maybe they can pull Philly into that kind of game here tonight. So I, I lean over, maybe a small play, nothing substantial, but I certainly lean in the direction of an over here in this game. And I am going to take Ottawa in regulation here. I, I'm going to do it. I mean, I, I think Philly is starting to look like Philly, you know, the Philly we expected coming into the season. And for Ottawa, yeah, it's been frustration They've lost a few in a row now, but Minnesota, Florida, Tampa, Vegas, does it get much more difficult than that? That's a pretty tough quartet uh, that they've lost to uh, here going into this uh, game uh, today. I mean, yeah, they've lost four in a row. Are, those are all quality losses, if you ask me, uh, all of them to pretty solid hockey teams. This is what I consider a step down in class here a little bit for uh, Ottawa here tonight. So I like Ottawa in regulation here. Uh, in this game and you can get a pretty good price uh, on that obviously make it better than the minus 175 minus 180 you see right now uh, you can currently find ottawa uh, in regulation as low as minus 112 uh, at pinnacle so pretty good price sends in regulation and i lean a smaller bet to the over as well uh, alex flyer sends yeah i'm right there with you i got minus a dollar 20 this morning in regulation with ottawa uh it's a camp talbot first start second appearance uh, like I said, he played well and, and, and helped the uh, Sins kind of come back and give them a puncher chance against Vegas. But like I said, uh, the overs are glaring with Ottawa. And the fact that this is Talbot's first start, you know, getting into his regular start routine. It's one thing that we, you know, it's kind of a great example because I just talked about it with Corpus Allo about coming in cold off an injury. But to have him come in, not only just cold off an injury, but also have to come in in relief in that first game, maybe that takes away some of the jitters from having the first start. You know what I'm saying? So 
I feel like it, I want to see what it transpires. If I'm looking at a total here, either way, I would probably wait to play live. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of like that first period over. You see in twos, I'm going to wait to try to grab a, a one and a half live. If I see where maybe he's giving up some rebounds or maybe that lateral movement's not there because it was a lower body injury, then I try to, to, to hit with a look for a first period over. But with that said, I think Philadelphia, they're, they're, they're kind of falling back to earth and, and, and reality is starting to set in a little bit more. Uh, and, and I think Ottawa's the better team here. So minus $1.20 regulation, it's a good price. No question. I think it's a good situation, good spot for Ottawa. Step down in class after four pretty tough opponents in a row. I know they lost those games, but a good situation overall. I like Scott Lawton, player prop for Philly, and two for Ottawa. The two centers, back on Pinto again. Uh, you know, he's finally cooled off slightly, but top line center, you're still getting great value with him to score. And I'm going to actually take Timmy Stutzla as well, because this guy's streaky. He had been ice cold for a bit. He had a breakout two-goal performance against Vegas uh, on Thursday night. And I think when you look at him, when he gets going, it's he's a streaky scorer. And now after that two-goal performance, I could see him going on a bit of a run where he puts it together offensively. So uh, Timmy Stutzla goal prop as well for the uh, – Ottawa Senators, you can get Tim Stutzla here around plus 250 uh, in some spots. And Pinto, um, again, top-line center, and you're still able to bet as high as plus 280 or 300 with him to score a goal for the uh, Senators. So uh, I like the value there, no question about that. All right, Toronto Maple Leafs hosting the Boston Bruins, the 10-1 and NHL-leading Boston Bruins. Uh, it's been an incredible start to the season for them. The Leafs. Minus 130 home favorites in this game. Uh, the total currently six and a half pretty much across the board. Show it to me, Toronto. That's all I have to say. Until then, you know, I, I, Boston has turned me into a believer, at least for now, with what I've seen from this group. How can they not have turned you into a believer at the moment? What they've been able to do, they haven't even had their entire artillery yet. They don't even have Charlie McAvoy, by far their number one defenseman at any point yet this year. They had, obviously, Grizzlick and Carlo missed some time. Marshawn missed some games. And even now, they've got two defense. They've got Derek Forbert uh, out now on IR. Jeremy Swayman's injured. Craig Smith is out. It's not like they're still fully healthy. And yet, all they do is keep on powering on through Alex and winning games and looking impressive doing so. I mean, coming back to beat Pittsburgh when it looked like all hope was lost early in the week, that's great resolve and relentlessness. I like that in teams when I'm considering backing them. And then the Ranger game, Rangers are a damn good hockey team. We know that. And they just took over in the third period. They said, we're taking over this game, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. I mean, it was very impressive from the uh, Boston Bruins in New York, beating the Rangers like that. Uh, this is definitely, look, it feels like why the hell are they getting this kind of price again from what's been an erratic up and down Toronto team that, why, just Toronto beat Philadelphia? Uh, now, all of a sudden, we're going to trust the Leafs here, minus 130, or put them out there at minus 130. Not for me. I'm on Boston. I cashed with them against the Rangers. I cashed with them against Pittsburgh the last two games as underdogs. I'm buying into what I'm seeing. They're playing incredible, incredibly well. Team hockey. The power play's been great. Pasternak's been amazing. Marshawn's been terrific since he's come back. DeBrus, Coyle, Hall, these guys are chipping in. Uh, the blue line, even without McAvoy, has stepped up. Uh, collectively, and, and of course, they've gotten terrific goaltending. Aside from the Pittsburgh game early from Allmark, where he's you know struggled a little bit, but he bounced back. He pitched a shutout against uh, Pittsburgh the rest of the way and played well against the Rangers. Uh, actually, outplayed Shesterkin 
uh, against the Rangers, and that's hard to do. So Linus Allmark is playing well uh, for Boston in net. Uh, I'm coming back to them here uh, as a slight road underdog at plus 110. Uh, Alex Bruins leave. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I've been riding them the last couple of games, and now uh, you know I'm just probably going to continue this as, as far as this uh, continues to go. This run continues to go for them, even though Toronto has won 11 of the last 16 meetings at home against the Bruins. Uh, like I said, this is uh, you know they have to step up and show to us that uh, they can hang around with the, with the Boston team, and, and these are those spots that Toronto tends to fall uh, you know flat on. You know we've seen them where you know not so much even the step up class, but just a, a good marquee showdown on a Saturday night. Uh, and you think they're going to have a competitive battle? The next thing you know, it's five two. So uh, I'm riding with Boston. Bet with Mikey in the chat makes a, a great point about uh, with DeBrusque. He's had three or, or more shots in eight of the last ten games. Being on the top line on a power play, the way I would play that, I wouldn't lay one thirty five or one forty with that. I would actually go and lay a dollar ten or even a dollar twenty with four or more shots on a goal. Uh, which, like I said, you can look for that option. Bet online has it. Bet MGM has that, where you can kind of pick and choose what number of shots or or more when you're looking at an over. That's the way I, I would play that with the with the brusque. I think that's a, a a decent look for sure for a player prop. But I Bruins a, a money line. I got plus a dollar ten late last night. All right, there you go. Liking the Bruins as well. Uh, there's a lot, like I say, for the Bruins. I mean, obviously, Brad Marchand, Bergeron, DeBrusque, Pasternak, guys like that, you can bet their props. I still think Zaka's a little undervalued. Coyle's a little undervalued with what he's done lately uh, for the uh, Bruins. Uh, for the Leafs, um, you know, it, uh, the way I look at it, I'd probably – I'd take a shot with that Holmberg kid. He had a bunch of chances the other night. Puck didn't go in, but he's playing on the third line. Pontus Holmberg, he had chances. He was noticeable uh, on the ice. You're going to get, obviously, incredible value to bet him to score a goal tonight. Uh, not not, not a bad option, in my opinion. Pontus Holmberg here for uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe to find the uh, back of the net tonight uh, in this game. Uh, by the way, Timothy Lilligren, who's expected to be a regular defenseman for the Leafs, hasn't played all year. He's been on IR, may return tonight, make his debut. That would help because Toronto, you know, he actually did play well for them at times last year. We'll see if he's a think he's targeting return tonight. We'll see if he is indeed uh, back for the uh, Leafs. Samsonov, by the way, confirmed uh, in net for them as well uh, in this game tonight. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Vegas and Montreal. Uh, Vegas minus 200 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, you know, it's a little tricky spot for Vegas. I find on this road trip, they've not been invincible. You know, they needed to come back, beat Washington in overtime. Uh, they got out to a fast start against Ottawa, and then they had to hang on for dear life in that game uh, in order to beat the, uh, the Ottawa Senators the other night. Uh, so we'll see how they fare here. And keep in mind, Logan Thompson, we knew he was going to get a rest at some point. It's going to be this spot here tonight. Aiden Hill will be the goalie for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Jake Allen for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Aiden Hill's been excellent, though. I do want to point that out. Before we just say, well, all of a sudden Aiden Hill's in net, it might be a a, a big drop-off from Logan Thompson. 4-0, 1.72 goals against average, 940 save percentage for Aiden Hill this season for the Golden Knights. Played very well uh, coming into this game. You got to think too much. Uh, Vegas is going to look to tighten things up a little bit. I don't think they love the fact that they gave up four goals the other night to a an Ottawa team that we know is offensively capable and pushes pace, especially on home ice. But you would think Vegas is going to want to do a little bit of a better job in the neutral zone, not turn those pucks over. And the fact they didn't play anywhere close to their A game and still won that game certainly uh, is a, a positive 
for the uh, Golden Knights uh, going into this game. Like Mark Stone, he said it perfectly. It wasn't close to our standards. Some nights you're not going to feel great, and you're not going to have that execution as a team. But when you find ways to win, uh, that's the difference between teams that win and teams on the outside. He's right. Uh, you know, you can't penalize them for that. Not their best game, but they still found a way to win. Montreal's dropped two in a row. They're back home after a, a four-game road trip through Buffalo, St. Louis, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. It's not the greatest bet on spot necessarily for the Canadians. The offense has kind of dried up after that seven-goal outburst against a reeling St. Louis team. Since then, they've only scored three goals in the last two games combined. So this actually might be an under, believe it or not, here with the Golden Knights and the Habs. I'd lean that way. Pass for me on the side. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Vegas, Montreal. Yeah, this is a, a pass for me. Like I said, with the bigger card, I didn't really get a uh, get a good feel for this game, to be honest. And, and like I said, Montreal's been a team. They've been in that list where I just have to kind of see them a little bit more. I know they're bad, but I just want to see, you know, where are they going? Are they still going to be a, a somewhat competitive team? Vegas, they said we saw them get that big lead, but then almost blow it against, uh, you know, Ottawa. You wonder if, you know, some of their fatigue. And we've seen this before with Vegas, too, in that that Eastern Canadian trip where they've kind of, you know, let their foot off the gas a, a couple of times in, in some games toward the end of that, of that trip. So this is kind of a wait and watch. If I looked at anything, it'd be live. Right. So maybe a live bet here, if anything, for Alex and uh, this one. And they've got some big games coming up, Vegas, after this one. So this becomes a pretty important game to get two points. you got Toronto and Buffalo uh, coming up after this. So, you know, you have some pretty uh, tricky games coming up on the uh, schedule here. Uh, if you are the uh, Vegas Golden Knights as this uh, long uh, Eastern road trip continues. Uh, and again, it still has two games left in it uh, in Toronto and in uh, Buffalo. So uh, this is uh, becomes important here to try to take care of business uh, against uh, the Montreal Canadiens. All right, Seattle and Pittsburgh. Uh, next up, we got the Penguins minus 200 own favorite six and a half the total in this one. And, Pittsburgh is obviously having tough times right now. There's no question about that. There's some confidence that uh, this team doesn't have at the moment. They're a little bit fragile. They're not closing out games. They blew leads twice in a row on back-to-back -back nights earlier this week against the Boston Bruins and then again against the Buffalo Sabres on Wednesday night. And how about that? How about the fact that they were both national TV games as well? And Pittsburgh, here they are just absolutely blowing a lead uh, both games uh, in nationally televised affairs. So Pittsburgh is definitely rocking and is reeling, I should say, at the moment. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Jeff Carter remains out for them, but we'll see if they can bounce back here at home against Seattle. I, I got to look toward some kind of play here on the Kraken as a dog uh, in this spot, even with Martin Jones and Nett, who, look, isn't playing like the Martin Jones that we've typically become accustomed to. 2.69 goals against average, 8.93 save percentage, but in his last two games, one of them was against Pittsburgh when they won. It is a revenge spot for Pittsburgh, but I'm telling you what, that not at this price and not with the way they're struggling right now to defend and protect leads. He was brilliant last week in Seattle against this Pittsburgh team, gave up just one goal, and he shut out Minnesota for nothing uh, the other night. So no question about that. I think Seattle it has a shot here in this game. It's all you can ask for to bet them at a plus 170 price like that. They're actually starting to play a little bit better hockey, and they've actually not been bad on the road this year. Four and two road record for the Seattle Kraken. Three straight wins for them over Pittsburgh, Calgary, and Minnesota. They also beat Buffalo uh, at home. The only loss was to Vancouver, 5-4. So, you know, things are on the upswing a little bit for the Kraken. The line uh, adjustments that Dave Haxtall has made have worked. 
Burakovsky, Wenberg. Wenberg's another good prop tonight. Wenberg is clearly thriving in the number one center spot with Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky. Jaden Schwartz is worth a look. Matty Beniers is probably worth a look uh, offensively. Uh, for Pittsburgh here, I would stick probably with Raquel uh, for uh, a goal prop. He's always a little bit more undervalued. Zucker, too, has been a little bit better lately. So it's a good goal prop game. I lean over the total as well, uh, six and a half uh, with Seattle and Pittsburgh. Uh, Seattle plus 170. And you're right about the team total trend with Seattle. There's no question about that. Uh, their, their team total again tonight is only two and a half. You got to lay some juice, minus 140, minus 150. But Seattle has scored four, five, three, four, five, four, three, three. I mean, they've now gone uh, eight straight games, the Kraken scoring at least three goals. So I think it probably makes that Seattle team total over two and a half worth a look, especially given Pittsburgh's defensive struggles uh, in recent games. Uh, Alex, what do you think in here? Seattle, Pittsburgh. Turn my microphone back. Oh, yeah, I like this game a lot for the first period over. I like both teams to score. I've seen that plus 155. Uh, first period over, if you have MGM or you've got uh, one of their kind of, I guess there's a few books that, that are kind of modeled after them, but minus 145 or one and a half, I definitely would play that. But I have no problem looking at uh, over two at plus money as well. So uh, shop around. Either one of those I think is good. I think Pittsburgh, we talked about how bad they've looked lately. Losing six in a row, but having a tough scheduling spot. Now, I've had a couple of days off. This is a, a revenge spot against a Seattle team that's really been kind of going up and down, uh, you know, playing way more open, uh, open-ended open style of hockey. I think we see a lot of chances both ways. So I don't want anything to do with the side, except I'm not, not, definitely not going to lay uh, two bucks on a team that's lost six in a row. And Martin Jones, like I said, he's been playing lights out hockey and then, it, it kind of lands that he gets to face the Penguins again, where he's seven and five with a two point one zero goals against a nine two nine save percentage and two shutouts uh, in his career. Of course, you know splitting time with uh, Philadelphia, he's familiar with this Penguins team often. So, like I said, I don't want to do anything with the side, but I think we see goals early, and and, and if we do see the goalies and, and things kind of change up, there might be some some space. If we hit this first period over, let's say we get a two one pit Penguins or two one cracking lead, you might actually be able to grab. Uh, under, you know, coming back the other way live. So there's a couple of ways to attack this game, and I really love that first period over and both teams to score tonight. All right, liking a lot of goals early, and I, both teams to score is good value in this game because Pittsburgh does have to come out flying, you would think, with how poorly things have been going. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, can you trust them defensively to keep Seattle off the scoreboard in the opening period? I'm not so sure about that. So uh, the both teams to score definitely could be live here. Speaking of live, who's laying minus 300 or close to it with Washington? Uh, right now uh, almost minus 300 home favorites here six the total uh, in this game I got to do it Alex I'm again this is not best bet material but I got to take a little stab with Arizona here have to uh, at this price here the plus 245 I just I, I there's nothing I like right now with Washington they look slow they're banged up beyond belief right now uh, with all the injuries that have mounted uh, for this hockey team uh, and when you look at the uh, roster going into the uh, Arizona-Washington game tonight, I mean, look at it, who's out. It's Wilson still out. Oshie's still out. Haglund's still out. John Carlson on the blue line still out. Connor Brown uh, on IR. Backstrom uh, on IR. I mean, it's just an absolute mash unit at this point in time for the uh, Washington Capitals uh, in terms of injuries. Darcy Kemper has been confirmed as getting the uh, starting assignment here. Uh, 2.35 goals against, 922 save percentage. You know, the numbers aren't bad. Uh, so far 
Uh, and in the last four starts, he's been solid, but not exactly showing in the win column, four and five, which speaks to how this Washington team offensively has kind of gone silent. I mean, you look at the last five games, zero, three's been their high watermark, and then two, two, and one in their last three games. I mean, they're not they're not firing on offense right now. A power play has been kind of uh, up and down. Uh, all kinds of issues right now for the Capitals, a team that's one and four in their last five games. Uh, this could be a dangerous little spot for them here. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, definitely in Arizona, believe it or not, uh, they have won uh, a game in Washington a couple of years ago. They got shut out the last time they were here, but series history wise, Arizona is actually four and three uh, in the last seven head to head meetings against uh, Washington. And to me, this is just taking a, a, a plus price against a team that is struggling more than enough right now in all facets that I, I, I that I, I'm, I'm willing to take a shot against a Washington team struggling badly right now, laying this kind of price, even with Arizona. Arizona is tricky to trust, but you know they are starting a road trip. Oftentimes you get a pretty solid effort workman-like, business-like approach from teams uh, in this spot. They're obviously coming off a game where they gave up seven goals uh, to the Dallas Stars, uh, but that was obviously mostly Connor Ingram, uh, who was dreadful early in that game. Uh, tonight, you would hope we see Corral Vimelka, and it's not like Corral Vimelka game-to-game is consistent, but I'll take him in a heartbeat over Connor Ingram, especially after what I saw the other night. So let's go with Arizona here. But There's not many spots and prices that I'm going to be interested, but Against this Washington team with the shit going on with them the last few games, this is one night where I am interested in a underdog flyer with the uh, Desert Dogs, the Arizona Coyotes. Alex, Arizona, Washington. Mm, Not so fast, my friend. Sometimes you want to take a shot in the dark. Sometimes you want to look for a light switch. And this is the time you want to look for a light switch. I'm not betting Washington. Definitely not laying $3. Like I said, they're a terrible team. But I'm certainly not back in Arizona. And one of the main reasons is because Darcy Kemper is in net. His numbers against the Coyotes, 5-0-3 with a 1.11 goals against, a 9.55 save percentage, and three shutouts. This is exactly what he needs to try to get back on track. This is a team that he has feasted on. He was a former Coyote, uh, and he has shut them down. There's something that he sees uh, throughout his career where he he has not let in many goals, and if, if he has, then he's gotten beat. It's happened past 60 minutes. I don't think this game goes that far. So they won't have that chance. I'm taking a really rare shot. And like I said, this is a bad MGM prop, but you can find this at DraftKings and FanDuel. I'm going under one goal with Arizona at plus 450. So basically what I'm betting is, is that he that Kemper gets a shutout or it lands one goal exact, I get my money back. And you get back. your money back. Yeah, so that's almost like the Arizona to get shut out, except that if they do get a goal, you'll at least get a push. Exactly, yeah. right. I don't see I don't see more than, than, than two goals here from Arizona, but I don't see where Washington just pours it on uh, and, 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 you know, runs them out. You can't always tell because Arizona, they're just a crapshoot with their goaltending. Like I said, we don't know if it's going to be Vimelka or Ingram. I would guess it's Vimelka because of how, how bad Ingram looks. Uh, so this could easily be a three nothing three one game. That being said, I also look at the under six and a half laying a dollar twenty. I don't play many unders. Certainly don't lay money playing unders. But I think this is a good spot here. I think even if Washington uh, goes off, they get five goals. But I just don't think Kemper is going to be giving up much against the Yotes tonight. I'm going to mention this now because the game is about to start. Uh, Islanders Red Wings first game of the day. Wallstrom goal prop for Islanders. You know, I've been riding that and Soderblom, Elmer Soderblom, not Arvid. That's Arvid's brother, Elmer, for Detroit. Uh, and also Adam Ernie for goal props for Detroit because they've moved up to the second line. There's value there uh, for them. 
so that's what I'm looking at. Wallstrom, uh, Elmer Soderblom, and Adam Ernie. Uh, all of them, by the way, plus 300, plus 400 range props uh, for that early game, Islanders uh, and uh, Red Wings. All right, next up as we continue along, Buffalo Sabres, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 220 home favorite, six and a half the total. So your moms are in the building. The Earl brothers are in the building. You got everybody there rooting and cheering you on last night, Buffalo. And you basically decide to play 20 minutes of hockey, and that's it. Uh, disappointing, uh, to be sure, especially with Carolina playing the second of back-to-back games last night. Uh, great start, and they pounced on Carolina early. I mean, they were swarming the Hurricanes. And that honestly could have been, you know, 2 nothing, 3 nothing, And then Carolina gets the first chance they get. It goes in the net. And right away, I'm like, when they got the first turnover, first real good chance, and it goes in, I'm like, Buffalo's dominating, and it's 1-1. I don't know if this bodes well for Buffalo. And sure enough, Carolina woke up after the first period. They got that. We know they were a capable defensive team. We know their penalty kill is elite. And the penalty kill shut down Buffalo uh, on the power play. The defense tightened up. Uh, and after the first period, it was uh, absolutely uh Carolina took over and they ended up winning the game 5-3. But thankfully, even though the Buffalo money line lost, we got the full game over. And more importantly, we got the Buffalo team total over two and a half thanks to a buzzer beater in the final seconds with Rasmus Dahlin uh, finding the back of the net. But tough loss for Buffalo. Like I said, they, they definitely were the second best team after the first period. We'll see if they bounce back here tonight against Tampa Bay. Uh, you do have the Lightning off a uh, loss to Carolina Thursday night, and this time Buffalo's on the second of back-to-back on the road, and the Lightning have the rest advantage, whereas last night the shoe was on the other foot. I ain't get, given up on Buffalo. I'm going to take a small stab at them again. I don't like it as much as last night. And look, last night obviously they lost, but I'm telling you what, the, the Sabres, uh, you know, we've seen instances where uh, in these back-to-back spots, even this year, you know, it's not been as doom and gloom as you would think. Uh, for them, you're getting a solid price. Tampa Bay's not winning games easily. I stick to that. I mean, you look at these Tampa Bay results. I know they are five and two in their last seven, but three two overtime win against uh, Florida, four uh, three against the Islanders, four two against Anaheim, who's not that good. They squeaked past San Jose four three. They scored in the final minute to win that game. Squeaked past Ottawa four three. They lost in a shoot. They're playing tight games. They're not rolling over anybody right now at Tampa Bay. So I think it's a close game. Lean Buffalo here, plus small bet on for me on Buffalo again, plus 190. I'm going to go with the over as well here uh, in this one, too, because you look at the Lightning. They've gone over in three straight. Buffalo is turning into that over machine. We thought the offense is lethal, but they can give up goals, and we certainly saw that last night against Carolina. Four straight overs for Buffalo, three straight overs for Tampa uh, coming into this game. So going to rock with that as well, over six and a half. And again, the team total, of as bet with Mikey says in our chat, over two and a half. It's hard to pass that up right now. Buffalo seems to get three uh, in most games these days, regardless of opponent. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Sabres lightning. This this is a pass for me. I, I, I like Buffalo. Like I said that was a you know a flat spot for them last night. Not sure why they how they didn't uh, come out with a little bit more energy and effort uh, in, in that game. Now you're they did the in the first, but then they were tied, and I think they knew we had a great first period. We're tied two two, and it kind of sunk them. I think they sunk after that, and they weren't the same. Yeah, and and now you're you're in a spot where third game in four nights, second to back to backs against a Tampa Bay team who they've struggled with for years. Twenty two and five Tampa last twenty seven against Buffalo, including a fourteen and three run at home. Uh, this this is even if they didn't have if they won that game last night, 
uh, I wouldn't be looking to, to back Buffalo. If Buffalo's on, a, you know, they're on a good run offensively, but I just, it, it's just this, you know, those trends when they go back that far, sometimes they tell you it's just something about this team playing in this arena or this city that doesn't work out for them. So I just don't want any part of this one up pass. That reminds me of Calgary playing in Anaheim. How long was that? Brutal streak yeah. for them oh, all those years. years. Yeah. Or Tampa, Tampa and Minnesota, they're home and home every year. I think the home team is like 20 and four the last 24 meetings. So it's just some, sometimes you go back to those far trends. Yeah. You're, t- you know, you're talking about different teams, different coaches, different styles. But sometimes, like I said, when, you, when you're a schedule based or at least have scheduling as part of your handicap, you have to take into consideration that just some teams, for whatever reason, if it's usually and, and keep in mind too, when you talk about Tampa Bay or Florida in any scheduling uh handicapping situation, you're usually talking about, especially with back to backs, most of the time the second night or, or first night of back to backs. So you have to factor that in same thing with uh you know with the New Jersey, New York. When you talk about those two teams and you have certain trends, you know the places that are close. Uh now Vegas and Arizona. Uh, Edmonton and Calgary, you have those spots when they're so close together. When you look at those schedule changes, you have to factor in that some of those are going to be first and second night of back-to-backs, so you have to kind of adjust that accordingly as well. No doubt. It's definitely – those are good uh, pieces of advice. There's no question regarding those situations. Nashville, Vancouver. Vancouver minus 120 home favorites, six and a half the total. I mean, uh, I, I'm not even going to mention them all because if you've watched the show, you know who I'm liking for Buffalo. It's the same cast of characters with props. Cousins, Paterka, Darlene. Uh, you go on down the list. They're all worth a look. Ocposo, again, being on the top line. Uh that great value there. So same props that I've been riding with Buffalo Hagel for Tampa because he's on the top line. Once again, Nashville, Vancouver, Vancouver minus one twenty home favorite six and a half the total. I think I like the Canucks here a little bit minus one twenty. I know that it was Anaheim, which doesn't say much, you know. And defensively, they kind of gave up goals themselves in that game. But I think if Vancouver is going to get their shit together and put a run together, this is these are games they have to win. A mediocre Nashville team. Nashville, they won two in a row to start the year against San Jose, and they haven't strung two wins in a row together since then. That's why I'm hesitant to say, yeah, it's a buy sign now on Nashville because they beat Calgary the other night. And that was a stunner because Calgary was just not very good uh, in that game. They lose 4-1 Calgary to Nashville. Good good win for Nashville after you know two terrible games against Washington and Edmonton. But you know, I think for Vancouver, this is a spot where if you're going to start to get on a little bit of a roll and they have won three of their last four uh, games uh, entering tonight, this is where it's got to happen at home against still a Nashville team that has played below average hockey uh, so far this year. One night they score a bunch of goals and one night their defense, uh, you know, lets them down. Uh, So you get a little bit of everything so far from this uh, Nashville team. Nashville, by the way, they're making some line changes. Now it's Zach Sanford's turn to move up to the uh, second line. So Zach Sanford might be your uh, goal prop value play for Nashville uh, in this game tonight. Uh, Vancouver, you got to rock and roll with Andre Kuzmenko or Bo Horvat, either one of those two guys. They are on fire right now for the Canucks. Uh, Kuzmenko is finally starting to tap into his offensive potential in that 8-5 win against Anaheim. He notched the hat trick. Uh, Bo Horvat seems to be scoring multiple goals in every game. Hell, if you want to go one step further with Horvat, you could go score multiple goals, two plus goals, you know, get a better price uh, on that uh, involving him uh, moving forward. But I certainly like Horvat and Kuzmenko uh, goal props tonight for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. I'm going to go with Vancouver here, minus a 120 in this game. Uh, Alex, Predators, Canucks. 
Yeah, this game, this is probably arguably the worst game on the board tonight. Uh, these two teams just not looking good in their respective ranks. Because I don't trust Nashville to just all of a sudden bounce back and, and be a, a dominant team just because they got that win against Calgary. It's one of those cases of a blind squirrel finding a nut, basically. So Vancouver is still not, you know, really high on laying a price with them either. This would be a pass or a, a game where I look live. I was trying to see what Bo Horvat, you're talking about him. Maybe look at him with those, like I said, uh, looking at points instead of just a goal. You can, you know, probably get a better value going over his one and a half points. I've seen one place that says plus 270. I think that's a bit of an, uh, of a different look. But, you know, building, maybe, you know, a lot of these books always have the prop builder look. Maybe look for him to, to get over uh, a point and Vancouver to win if you like the Canucks to get to get the game uh, tonight. That You know, this, that might be the way I would t- attack that. And that's something we don't really talk about either. You know, a lot of these one-game parlays are kind of tricky and, and for the most part. But, you know, we talk about how we see the correlated over and win props, uh, you know, knock down some of these big favorites. But sometimes if you like a, a you know, a player prop, mix it in with, a, with a, you know, the game to win and you get a better adjusted price as well. That's that's something to look at. Not necessarily go crazy and put every goal scorer prop in, into, into that card, but just take one or two you really like and mix it in with the team for the win. Uh, that might be a good betting option nowadays because the books are giving it to you. By the way, you can still get Andre Kuzmenko plus 300 tonight. A great price. This guy's heating up. Horvat, you know, Horvat's priced a little bit. Not not, not the bargain bin I usually like, but plus 180 for the regularity that he's scoring at right now is still not bad. And as I said, Zach Sanford moving to a top six role for Nashville. Oh, my gosh, here we go. Plus 550, plus 650 in some spots. That bargain bin lighting up with that one. Sanford on the uh, second line for Nashville. So maybe a chance for a big Big price there to hit uh, with Sanford for the uh, Predators moving on up the lineup. All right, New Jersey. and I'm fascinated by this game. The red-hot surging New Jersey Devils taking on the suddenly somewhat sputtering Calgary Flames. Calgary minus 170, uh, home favorites in this game. The total uh, sitting at uh, six and a half pretty much across the board. I got to ride the Mavs. I'm, I'm, I'm turning my back on Daryl Sutter and the Flames a little bit by doing this, but I've got to ride the Red Hot Devils at this point, at this price. What they're doing is very special. They've got all four lines contributing. They've got offense. Who's not producing right now? Brat is on. you got to ride with Brat props right now. Goal and point, whatever you can find. He is just on a crazy streak right now, and when he gets on a streak, you ride it. When it's Jesper Brat, Hughes playing great. He's sheer playing great. Uh, Fabian Zetterlund's chipped in since he's gotten into the top line uh, mix. And I think, again, he's got great value to score tonight. He's in the plus 380 to 400 range, and he's still on the uh, top line with Heeshear and Tatar for the Devils. Like I said, Brat's been amazing. They're getting Miles Wood all of a sudden on the fourth line is chipping in offensively. If you really want to get uh, creative here, he's got three goals in the last three games and five points uh, in the last three games. Miles Wood. For the uh, New Jersey Devils is absolutely a nice uh, value option as well in terms of the prop market uh, in this game for the uh, Devils. Uh, Sharon Govich is starting to get his offense going. So it's just very, very uh, much a team that can get offense from so many different sources and so many different contributors. And that's what makes it difficult when the Devils have it going like this. And look, in terms of their defensive play, all their major defensive metrics and numbers point out that they are a top 10 defensive team in the NHL this year with the way they've played. All that they were lacking early in the year was competent goaltending from uh, Blackwood. 
And Blackwood, by the way, injured day-to-day. Uh, we'll see if he's able to go. He left the uh, game uh, early uh, the other night uh, on Thursday, and uh, Banachek had to finish it, and Banachek finished it very well. It was very strong against Edmonton. I would th- I would assume Banachek gets the start here tonight in Calgary, but it hasn't been confirmed. Either way, I like the Devils. I think it's worth a look here, pl- the, the way they're playing. Calgary's all of a sudden slumping. That was alarming to me, that after blowing the game against Seattle, that's what you showed up with in the first period against Nashville. They were getting outshot 13-2 to in the first period by Nashville at home, struggling Nashville after a game where they blew a third-period lead uh, against Seattle. I can't imagine what, what all of a sudden has happened to Calgary. We know they're good enough to win this game. We know they're good enough to beat New Jersey, but they're laying a big price, and there's something special going on with the Devils right now. They're finding a way. They're relentless. Just ask Edmonton. They never think they're out of a game right now. So I'm taking another shot at the big dog price with New Jersey. They rewarded me against Edmonton. I'm going to come back to them here tonight in Calgary. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Devils, Flames. Yeah, just a lean to the first period over. I see a couple of dollar fifty fives at one and a half. Like I said, I think Calgary is one of those games where they need to they need to come out hot and and, and jump all over New Jersey if they want to have a chance. They can't afford to to give up uh, a bunch of chances going the other way, especially early in the contest. So. Uh, I think we see them kind of if they're going to if you look like Calgary, I think the only way to, to bet them would be first period puck line. But uh, you know, if you like New Jersey, obviously take that that money line dog. I don't want anything to do with the side. I, I just it's just a lean with that first period over. I think we could see it kind of go back and forth. And if Calgary, if they have their game rolling, then they'll tighten things down themselves. I think later in the game. That is a very a salient and astute point from Jay Lebowski. It is unbelievable how this parallel of the Calgary woes the last two to three games have coincided with the injury to Chris Tanev uh, on the blue line. And we talked about this last year. They they'd missed Chris Tanev on the blue line last year for them. Just a shutdown defenseman, blocks a shit ton of shots, is very good in his own end. Uh, the Calgary team is better uh, you know, in terms of preventing goals when Chris Tanev is on the ice. And right now they miss that guy dearly. Uh, there's no question. And it's it's definitely a parallel there that makes sense to me that we haven't seen Calgary play as well on the back end, you know, since Chris Tanev went down. So something to keep an eye on here. Maybe that leads you to a team total. Too. The problem is it's juiced pretty well with the two and a half uh, for New Jersey's team total. So that's why I prefer just the New Jersey side. But there's no doubt Tanev has missed. Uh, on this uh, Calgary blue line, there's no doubt. This could be a first period, both teams to score. I think I like what uh, Alex suggested there with that. All right, we are down to our last two games now uh, on this massive Saturday card. We've got the uh, Florida Panthers now taking on the LA Kings as their uh, California road trip uh, continues here. Uh, We've got Florida minus 130 road favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Um, This is a tough one, Alex. Florida's not a team I'm in a rush to back and lay a price with on the road. There's, they've been a little mediocre. They've been a little up and down. They're only two and three in their last five games. The wins were at home against Ottawa, and then the shootout win against San Jose where they blew a lead, and they ended up having to hang on and win in a shootout by a score of four to three uh, against the Sharks. Um, they're just not – they're getting a shit ton of shots, chances. They're expected goals numbers. The high danger chances created are off the charts, but it hasn't coincided and meshed with what they're actually producing and what they're actually scoring. Now, you would think that's going to change uh, for the better uh, at some point here for the uh, Florida uh, Panthers, but will it change tonight? 
you know, is going to be the question here. The problem with backing LA is here's why I want to back LA because I lean Kings. I lean LA in this game. They're off a stinker against Chicago. Nobody should be happy with that game. If I'm the LA Kings, that was a horrible lethargic effort. Start to finish. Anybody that watched that game knows that that was not the LA Kings anywhere close to their best. They should want to wipe the stink off that game in a hurry. And they lost each of the last two on that road trip. The problem is they're off that road trip, three-game road trip. They only get the day off. It is the first game home. I don't love that spot. You know that historically. I don't, but I still think there's an L.A. strong effort tonight. Hopefully they overcome the the travel. They overcome the, 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 the worries that we always have when you return home off a road trip, the travel being worn down, the distractions with coming back home to see family and, you know, doing all that shit. Uh, but – uh, I think the Kings are sitting on a good effort here, returning to home ice here. And when you look at Florida now, uh, they're playing their uh, third game on this uh, road trip here. They've got Anaheim tomorrow night on a back-to-back. Uh, let's see who they go with uh, in net tonight. Will it be Spencer Knight? Will it be Sergei Bobrovsky? Because you know Spencer Knight is going to get one of these games, uh, either tonight or the game in Anaheim uh, tomorrow night. But uh, I, I still lean L.A., even though I don't necessarily typically love this spot of t- backing a team first game home off a road trip. But if I were to get involved in this game, I would still only look at the Kings. I'm not ready to lay a, a price with Florida. Their game is just not at its best level at this point in time as a team. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Alex Panthers Kings? You know, you, like you said, you made a great point at the beginning of the year about the Florida Panthers that Paul Maurice, his style may not be suitable for the Florida Panthers. And I think that's really the case here. I think that's the biggest thing. This style change that they've had, has been drastic, and I, I talk about it. It seemingly every day they the, let the Panthers play because it, it's just a glaring change of how good this team. This was the best Panthers team in history last year, right in the regular season, won the President's Trophy, playing this style of hockey that people were kind of condemning. You know, seven five eight five games. They were blowing people out left and right. It didn't work in the playoffs, right? Because that doesn't always work in the playoffs. Usually, it's the defense that steps up, but. You know, I think you made a drastic overcorrection now bringing Maurice into the system and, and taking away from the one strength. Of course, the trades didn't help either, uh, the pieces that they lost. But I think though that combination is really what's holding Florida down. And, yes, L.A. coming back home off of a three-game road trip, it's not as bad as some of the other road trips. And L.A. hasn't been exactly like San Jose or, or some of these other teams that have just completely laid eggs when they get back in that first uh, game back at home. All that said, also look at the numbers between these two teams when they play each other. Kings have won 10 of the last 12 against the Panthers at home, 19 of the last 26 overall. I'm taking the Kings plus $1.10 here. And even if it is Bobrovsky instead of Knight, Knight's been struggling, but Bobrovsky's numbers against L.A., 3-8-2 lifetime uh, against the Kings. So uh, I think this is going to be a stop, spot where you said Kings, they played like shit against Chicago. I think they step it up a notch, and I think Florida just still kind of just hanging in the wind trying to figure out their identity. I think the Kings get the win here at, at an underdog price at home. All right, uh, Alex, like in uh, L.A., I lean that way as well. Uh, this, And by the way, I should point out, I'm, I'm keeping track or trying to do my best to do uh, to keep track of this. It's not been automatic, you know, teams losing the first home game off the trip this year. It hasn't been. There, there's been spots where teams have been able to overcome that. And with L.A. off just that the bad end of that road trip, you know, I could see them being one of those teams that still does find a way to uh, emerge victorious uh, here tonight uh, in this game. I think actually there's an example of, uh, earlier this year where L.A. came back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, they had a road trip through Detroit, Nashville, Pittsburgh, Washington. 
came home off that road trip against Tampa and beat Tampa 4-2. So you do have a, a, a evidence from this season that L.A. was able to return from a decent-length road trip on the road, come back home, and win that first game. And I certainly think they're going to be amped up to do so with the way the last two games of that trip against Dallas and especially against Chicago uh, went for them. So, yeah, I think I think I am talking myself a little bit into the uh, L.A. Kings here, uh, plus 110 uh, in this game. All right, we wrap it up here with the final game of this massive 14-game Saturday NHL card. And by the way, uh, Gabe Velarde, do I have to even say it? Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm betting that prop. I don't even have to, there's certain props, you know, I don't even have to spell it out for you or mention it on the show. You know, I'm betting it. Uh, and that is once again, the case with uh, Gabe Velarde for the, yeah, I was, I was uh, actually going to ask you something. Have you been keeping, obviously, cause you've been playing these uh, player props, you know, especially certain goal scorers virtually every game they play. Have you kept a track of how many get times, obviously how they cash, but where the prices have gone, because I think that would be a really interesting with yeah. the with the increase of player props. I think it would be a great stat, and this would have to be this would be tedious hand handwork. This would be something that you'd want to do with a a, a a system or something or some kind of software. But to track the top ten goal scorers of value. So you know, like I said, you know, okay, Austin Matthews has ten goals, but yeah, you're laying a price with them. But but how many of these plus three two fifty three fifty four hundred guys? have scored goals and lead the league because velarde has got to be the leader if you if you're making that list right of, of, of a guy who's been in the plus two 200 most profitable range. goal scorer that's what i know what you're yeah. getting at but right. most profitable goal score player prop players essentially yeah it's yeah. yeah, got to be at or near the top i agree right with that. right and, and i think i think that's something that that I, carlson I mean, I too and we'll get to him in just a second yeah absolutely yeah and that's i think that's something to, to track if you're getting into, because like I said, I'm just myself starting to get more into player props now than ever. It's something I would probably just pick five players, you know, kind of in like a fantasy, you know, hockey format and just track for a week how well they're scoring and what kind of value you're getting. You can do this with, and you can do this with anything, shots on goal, you can do this with assists, points. I think that's something to really kind of look at, you know, uh, a handicapping tool. I think I know I'm going to start utilizing it now and looking into it. So I, I just wanted to bring that up to you. And that everybody watching, that's something, you know, to think about. And, and maybe maybe somebody has thought of this already and uh, might have that kind of information. But Gabe Velarde, for sure, is definitely a guy that I would probably put on my list of, to look at every given night just to see where the value goes. And like I said, of course, recognizing the market drop once the books catch up to it. But it seems like the books have caught on pretty slow, which I find interesting, too. With everybody talking about player props and all these options being available, there's still great value because the books haven't really adjusted and just started dropping things down, you know, 50, 60 cents per game, whenever somebody does chip in. Yeah. Yeah. No question. I think it's a, it's an excellent point to be able to track. That would be awesome. I know I'm doing the best I can. And I know, I know in terms of now there's going to be situations where, you know, you're going to get, you've got the combination with Velarde and Eric Carlson in particular, where they've exploded. Like velarde has got like eight or nine goals. Carlson's got 10 now. And think about the prices you were able to get in each of those games. They scored a goal, you know, especially Carlson, who we're going to get to now is a great transition to Anaheim, San Jose. Final game, San Jose minus 140, home favorite, six and a half the total. Eric Carlson's been like plus 500 in that range every single game to score a goal. And he's now scored 10 goals for the uh, San Jose Sharks this season uh, in uh, 13 games. Can you imagine? You know, he's got to be number one, actually, in profitability 
from a goal scorer player prop standpoint. Ten goals at the at the incredible plus prices you would would have gotten with him as well to this point in the season. There's no question, and he's obviously the headline story right now for the uh, San Jose Sharks. This guy's a re- revitalization. I'll tell you what, though, Alex. Books are sick and tired of getting hammered, and people are onto this now. Like everybody was onto this a couple games ago. Everybody was onto this last game, including me with the uh, Florida game, and he scored again. Plus 475s are gone, long gone. You're now seeing plus, still getting plus 300, plus 310 at a couple spots, but most books are down to plus 225, plus 290. So we have seen finally. A swift adjust. That means I still think it's a good bet, honestly, tonight, even at that price. But you've seen an adjustment. You're not getting that absolute steal. And that was that's what it was. It was a steal. It was theft. It was thievery uh, on Thursday night to be able to get Eric Carlson uh, plus four seventy five to score a goal uh, in that uh, performance against the Panthers Thursday night. Now the adjustment has been made. So we got to tip our cap to the odds makers. They've adjusted quite a bit. I still think it's actually not a bad price at all. It's not as good as it was, but plus 300 still and some plus 310 at Caesars, you know, still I think playable. Uh, Eric Carlson to score a goal. And if you really want to bang for your buck, he scored only the one goal against Florida. He could have scored two or three. He had a bunch of other chances, and we know he had the hat trick against this Anaheim team uh, earlier this week when they played each other here in San Jose. So uh, definitely Carlson props worth it here tonight uh, once again in this game. Now, I cashed a best bet, Alex, with Anaheim, plus price, around the same price, plus 120 against San Jose earlier this week. And, man, that was a sweat right till the end. It was a pond hockey game. It was back and forth. It got decided in a shootout, the famous one, uh, where Leah Hextall doesn't know when if it was ended uh, or not. But Anaheim got the win. I'll take it. I lean Anaheim again, but I don't like this spot as much because you got San Jose, you know, looking to rebound from that loss to Anaheim. I thought they played a hell of a game against Florida, battled back from a tough start and lost 4-3 in a shootout. They played Tampa tough on home ice, 4-3. Um, you know, this team's been competitive. I mean, it is a team that's going to struggle to win games, but they've been competitive. I would probably lean to them here. Uh, or I lean Anaheim, but I think I'm not as bullish on the Ducks tonight as I was earlier this week. And they are a sieve defensively. Anaheim right now. I mean, it's just shameful to see what the way they played against Vancouver. Too many penalties, bad defense. John Gibson has not bounced back the way I was hoping he would uh, this season. There's just been a ton of issues. We'll see who's in net tonight. James Reimer's been confirmed for San Jose. I actually played. He actually played pretty well against uh, Florida, other than the tying goal. What he was doing, uh, I'll never know on that tying goal. He's punched over like the hunchback of Notre Dame up against the post, and there's all kinds of room to bury that tying goal. It was a bad job there. But other than that, he actually played a pretty solid game against Florida. But as I said on Twitter, and I know Alex got a kick of this, howdy doody has got to stop that puck uh, for, uh, there. And if you actually look, and I'm referencing a 50s children's TV show, howdy doody and James Reimer, the resemblance is pretty uncanny. And I posted the pictures on Twitter. It is. <laughs> that was is. great. Howdy doody. Uh, James Reimer. You know, I'm really, that's like a 1950s children's television show. So I'm, there's probably a people, howdy what, huh? Who, what? Howdy do, howdy what, huh? Like probably half of you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, but it's a 1950s children's uh, TV show. And howdy doody was like the, ventri- the puppet 
that, yeah. uh, that they would use for that show. And his face with James Ryan, it's like ridiculous, the resemblance. Yeah, both, both red hair, reddish hair, bluish eyes. Dude, that was that was absolutely hilarious when you posted that. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. They've even got the little freckles too, both. Uh-huh, yeah. The hilarious part. But yeah, I mean, howdy doody, James Reimer will be in net uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks tonight. Um, Eileen, Anna, I'm coming back to the – that's the bet I really like the most is the over. I mean, what can you say? I mean, Anaheim just – they score goals and they give up goals. That's the way it's been lately. They've gone over the total in three straight games, 4-3, 8-5 the last three games. Their offense is humming. You know, Terry Zegras, uh, Henrique has picked it up. Max Comtois, I think, is a great prop. He's really feeling it now, moved up to the top line. Ryan Strom is a good prop for Anaheim. Like I said, this guy – all he needed to do was get off that monkey off the back, and now he's scored in back-to-back games for the Ducks. Ryan Strom's a good uh, player prop, goal scorer prop tonight for Anaheim. I think they'll score, and I think San Jose will score because Anaheim doesn't keep the puck out of their own net against anybody uh, right now. So uh, I like over six and a half and a smaller lean to Anaheim, plus 120. Carlson to score a goal, you know it. Uh, I like that as well. And here's one for San Jose, another instance where we've got someone moving up to the top line. It's Kevin LeBanc. For the uh, San Jose Sharks, uh, he's being moved up to the top line by head coach David Quinn, playing with Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer, who, let's be honest, Alex, the two best offensive forwards on the team are those two guys, Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer. Logan Couture not far behind, but especially Hurdle and Meyer. LeBanc will play with those two guys, and you can get LeBanc at as high as plus 360, plus 380 uh, to score a goal tonight, playing on the top line for the San Jose Sharks. I think that's a terrific prop value. Uh, on LeBanc to score on that top line tonight as high as plus 380. Uh, Alex, uh, Ducks, Sharks. Yeah, I'm going with the regulation draw here at plus 355. We saw this last meeting go to overtime. Uh, Three of the last four games for San Jose have gone to OT or a shootout. Two of the last three for Anaheim have gone to OT or a shootout. And three of the last four meetings, or three of the last five meetings, I should say, between these two teams have gone uh, past 60 minutes. So at plus 355, I think that's a good look. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the uh, draw, uh, the regulation draw is uh, worth a look. It looks like Alex is frozen. He did say he was having the internet issues uh, earlier in the show, earlier in the day. Hopefully we can get him back before we wrap up. But uh, the good news is we got Alex through most of the show here uh, with his opinion. So we'll see if we can get Alex back before we wrap up. But great show. And as KP in our chat mentions, it has been, con- there he is, he's back. Uh, Alexander yeah. Georgiev uh, confirmed in net tonight, or this afternoon rather, for Colorado. Uh, so they're going to go with Georgiev on back to back. Yeah, I don't know where I cut off, but I was I was saying the, the first period over at two plus a dollar twenty five. You can find it at Bet Online with the Ducks and Sharks. There we go. All right, good stuff there. Uh, by the way, still scoreless first period. Islanders and Red Wings and Varlamov getting a start today for the Islanders uh, in net, and of course, who so for Detroit. Uh, but great show. I mean, these Saturday shows they're long, but they're a hell of a lot of fun. They really are. I mean, we really uh, we break these games down, give you as much in-depth analysis as we possibly can. And I am I know for a fact, I'm not even guessing, and I'm not just saying this because I think our show is the best. I know we're the only show doing every game on the board on the Saturday massive NHL card yeah. from a betting standpoint. Nobody else is. All 14 games, in-depth sides, totals, player props, uh, opinions on everything. Uh, if you want it, you got it right here 
uh, with the Ice Guys show. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us for another big Saturday show. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Just a couple of things, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 a month. Make sure you're signing up. We've got lots of bonus content, more video content coming up. Uh, we've got, uh, obviously, uh, the daily card for the shows posted there. Uh, power ratings, goalie charts, totals charts, and more. Patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Tomorrow is going to be a solo show pre-recorded by me. It's just one of those. It's a Ticats playoff game day. I've got to be out of here by 11 a.m. Eastern at the latest. I've got to, We're doing this big viewing party, and because it's supposed to be 70 degrees Fahrenheit here tomorrow, it's going to be outside. We're going to put this big projector out, backyard deal, uh, a lot of drinks going, a lot of we're ordering a lot of catered food and all this shit. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Big Ticat viewing party. And not just Ticats. We'll have the NFL going. We'll have the NHL later in the day because I know there's a lot of Leaf fans. They're going to want to watch Leafs and Hurricanes uh, later in the day tomorrow. So uh, all of that going on, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. But as a result, I got to be gone by 11 a.m. Eastern. So we're going to do pre-recorded Ice Guys show, just me. We'll give Alex the day off uh, tomorrow, although I'll mention his plays on the show uh, yep. if he passes them along to me for sure. And we'll do just a quick little sh uh, show tomorrow to talk about the uh, three NHL games taking place uh, on Sunday. And then, of course, we'll be back live on Monday, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, actually, no, 2.45 p.m. Eastern right. on Monday for me following my college football show on Pub Sports Radio. So there you go. Just a little programming update there. Yeah, good stuff. Like you right. mentioned Patreon, patreon.com slash guys $10 a month. Uh, like I said, we're going to have some more uh, lists and different things popping up. Video content will be coming in the next couple of weeks. We'll be taping a bunch of stuff probably in the next few weeks and then rolling it out uh, in, in due time. And, of course, we'll have the goalie updates. Uh, I'll do my goalie chart update. That'll be probably tomorrow or after tomorrow night's games. Uh, I know Ian will have his power rankings up uh, probably by Monday or Tuesday. So, uh, you know, $10 a month, that's great value. And also you'll get the full card if you can't catch tomorrow's show. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, if anything that I, I like that I don't send to Ian, I will have on the Twitter account at the underscore ice guys. I'll just post it on there. Right. Excellent stuff. Uh, all right. It is time to wrap this massive show up with, as usual, our best bets for this massive Saturday card. Lots to choose from. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go to the Steel City. I'm going with the Penguins and Kraken first period over. Like I said, I like this. Uh, we're going to go for the for the show purposes because that's what's widely available. We'll go two over two plus a dollar ten. Uh, if you can find that one and a half, I, I advise to grab that within one fifty or cheaper. I think this is going to be one of those games where Pittsburgh finally gets back on the on their offensive stride, gets back into rhythm after what's been a, a dreadful stretch of, of games from a scheduling standpoint. There's a reason they've lost six in a row. It's not just that they're playing bad and they're dealing with injuries. Yes, that that's the case. But that's always the case with Pittsburgh. They're always having uh, guys out of the lineup, and they still find ways to win. But the scheduling has really kind of beat them down a little bit. I think this is a big, good revenge spot. Yes, Martin Jones has decent numbers against the Pens, but I think we still see some back-and-forth action at least early in the contest. So uh, it could be Seattle-Pittsburgh, first period, over two, plus $1. ten is my best bet tonight. All right, there we go. Like in the uh, over two. Uh, in the first period, Seattle and Pittsburgh, uh, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Saturday NHL card, man, lots to choose from. Uh, I'm going to go with a little over in the late night hours with Anaheim and San Jose. I mean, it's just to me, I mean, we keep waiting for uh, 
these two teams and especially Anaheim to improve defensively. And we're just not seeing it. Uh, it was a shootout the other night. Maybe we won't get six, five like the other night, but you can't fact remains, you know, it's been three of the last five have gone over the total. Uh, Anaheim is just a uh, rip roaring to the over lately. San Jose's actually gone over the total in four straight. And look with Carlson, just this huge scoring threat every night. It's really taken this San Jose team offensively to a different, better level. So let's go with goals. Uh, in the Shark Tank, much like we saw earlier this week when these two teams played each other. Anaheim, San Jose, over six and a half, minus 110 for my best bet here for this Saturday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern, although pre-recorded just for tomorrow. Uh, And uh, if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex P. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. I'll be with you for a pre-recorded quick edition of the show tomorrow. And then we'll be back with you live on Monday at 2.45 p.m. Eastern for another live edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.